What's going on guys, Tony here. I know the podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus for a while and even though that hiatus is now over, I'm still going to be stepping away from it for a bit, but Bill is going to be keeping it going with our good friend Matt. I just want to wish them the best of luck. I know they're going to have a lot of fun with it together. I miss you guys listening and I hope everyone's doing well. Take care and we'll see you soon. Like sitting here slapping my belly, so are the games of our lives. It's actually called Belly Drum, and it's a very important move for Azumarill to beat Terror Raids, so why are you making fun of me? And these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. Welcome in, everybody, to Season 2 of the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, and accompanied by me today is the brand new, absolutely wonderful, fantastic co-host of the show. And I it brings me immense joy to, to be able to introduce him and to invite him into the Ghoul family. Folks, we have here... My dear friend, Matt. Matt, welcome in. Y'all may know him as Battleon on the internet. Or to to those more familiar with Twitch, Bat Lexington. Bat Lexington. Uh, sometimes, if you're, listen, if you're a Super Smash Brothers player, goes by a little name called Tempest. You may know him via that moniker right there. But Matt, welcome in. I'm so happy to... Uh, to have you co-hosting the show the games of our lives season two we're kicking it off strong oh, i'm so excited we're starting off with something pretty fantastic too so what game are we going to be talking about today what is the game of the week dr fizzwizzle's animal rescue just kidding uh pokemon scarlet and violet something that we both have a lot to say about i cannot wait and like what what a better game to to start off games of our lives for those who've been listening Y'all know this kind of skews towards Nintendo, although not every game we're going to talk about is going to be Nintendo. This week it's going to be Nintendo, so that's that. That's just how it's going to be today. Um, <laughs> but before we get to Pokemon Scarlet Violet, I wanted to talk to Battleon and talk about Battleon. Ooh. And catch catch people up who maybe aren't familiar with the history of Battleon in <laughs> relation to me and in relation to gaming in general. But it all started back in the year 1989. No, um... I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, 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 that's fair. (laughs) No, uh, Matt and I have been dear friends now for the better part of, I don't know, what are are we looking at? Oh my god. Are we looking at, like, 15 to 20 years? Like, what's the... We're in that zone. I mean, we graduated high school 15 years ago. We were in study... Oh, don't say that. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but oh, the remaining hair just turned gray. Uh, we were in study hall. Was it freshman or sophomore year? I think it was sophomore year. We had a study hall and then potentially also religion class. Yeah, but the religion class was after, I think. I think the sophomore year, sophomore year. Yeah, that was junior year. Sophomore year was the study hall. You had the soundtrack to Melee and I saw you had that for some reason and I freaked out and yeah, from that point, it's kind of history. 
But I was like, whoa, fellow gamer nerd. And yeah, and we ended up uh, bonding over Super Smash Brothers specifically at first. And um, and then Risk and other fun games. When we were, I want to say it was we were juniors in high school, we ended up uh, partnering up for a uh, a project <laughs> for one of our classes. And, that project um, was great. It was so good. So good. Can't even, like, could not get away with it today. Uh, oh, no. And I think, no, no, I think no. we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yep. But uh, Matt came over to my house, and we spent a, a, a reasonable 15 to 30 minutes on the actual schoolwork. Then proceeded to play video games for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, the remaining four to five <laughs> hours, we literally played video games. Upon graduating high school, Matt ended up going out of state for college. But on his way out, he left me with a gift, a little seed of inspiration. He said, hey, have you ever heard of this thing called Let's Plays? And I didn't at the time. I had no clue. I was like, I don't know what that but is. you had your, like, your own form of it. You were doing like the, uh, almost, like a, almost like a blog. I, it was like a blog. It literally was a blog spot that I had where I was chronicling the video games that I was playing on a daily to weekly basis. And I would write up little blurbs about what I did in the games and stuff like that. And that was the thing that made me find Let's Plays, by the way. I found that and I was like, what other ways do people do this online? And that's how I found those. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, I found out about Let's Plays because you had the blog spot. And I was oh curious, gosh. like, do people do this like talk shows and stuff too? And I was curious and I went on YouTube and I had seen people do gameplay with recordings and stuff, but I had never, you know, because, like, YouTube was pretty young. Right. No, this is, you know, 2007. YouTube only had just dropped in 05. Yeah, it was, so. like, still baby YouTube. And uh, I found, I think, it wasn't wasn't Nintendo Capri Sun? No. It oh, was no. Chugga Conroy. Oh, no. I think. It was, I didn't find Chugga. I, who was the guy? He, oh my gosh, I can't believe was it. Was it Voltage McGamer? It was! That was the one! That <laughs> was it! Yes! Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember you, you just had unlocked uh... memories that I forgot <laughs> I had. I, I uh, vaguely remember you telling oh. me to check out some guy named Voltage McGamer, but then uh, he. And Dark Minded up... Sith. And Dark. Ooh. Because he, did, he was doing Legend of Zelda, but he did it like four separate times. He was doing Ocarina of Time, and then he was doing Ocarina of Time. Uh, he big on uh, Banjo-Kazooie as well. Yeah. Um, I basically stole their recording methods to, to make my first ones. If I remember correctly, uh, Voltage McGammer did a lot of like JRPGs. Yeah, Golden Sun is the one that I found him for. And I literally can't... Uh, I, 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 I can't sit and watch other people play JRPGs. It's one of my uh, character flaws... That I, I'm trying to work on, but I, I couldn't do it. But weirdly enough, I started watching Chugga Conroy because of you. And Oh, that's you funny. Know, Mr. I Can't Watch JRPGs, I, I started watching his uh, Earthbound Let's Play. What was the first Chugga video I saw? Because like, we used to make so many jokes because Chugga was like the popular oh. Let's Player. Right, right, and like he's the granddaddy. Like opening, opening Let's Play episodes with, it's Chugga Conroy, but like... Blowing out your speakers times a thousand. <laughs> we were good at that. Why waste your talents? Exactly. And and 
you know, end of 2007 rolls around, and I figure that my my internet connection is good enough to uh, exist. And then also I had a Packard Bell microphone from an old Windows 95 oh computer. Oh my gosh! Did you have the one that was the micro, like the like the stick microphone on the little rectangle base that you could tilt up and down, and it had the on-off button? Listen, mine oh. didn't have an on-off button. <laughs> I had it, like it was just always on as long as it was plugged in. I had the like the <laughs> the first Logitech like desktop like for a top of a desk not a desktop computer but just to put on top of a desk like it was a stand with a microphone that was i think it was an hp or logitech it was super old yeah no mine was like you know like how computers in the 90s were like that off beige color (laughs) not even off white they were (laughs) off beige (laughs) it's such a 90s specific they were the color of you know a super nintendo that's been sitting in like your Uncle who used to smoke a lot of cigarettes in the house. For just way too long. That color of plastic, but that was their standard color. They're like, you can have 30-year-old cigarette smoke or black. Those are the two colors. Oh, my gosh. We had an E-Machines. That company doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) And before that, we had a Gateway. Yeah, we we had a Packard Bell computer, and then I think we jumped right into Dell. Listen, big jump right there. <laughs> you went from a company that no longer exists to one that exists, so well done. We're looking online to see what video games were being Let's Played, what video games weren't being Let's Played, and, you know, we saw that Generation 3 of uh, the Pokemon games was was not really being Let's Played at the time. Which so. was weird because it became the most Let's Played franchise, period. Right. Oh, very yeah, yeah. fast. By a country like mile. shortly after us. That was. I think that might have actually been the reason why people found us relatively early back in Let's Play days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was doing Superstar Saga. That was the one. That was my first one. I was recording that in my dorm room. Oh my god, that was like the most haggard setup ever. I had. <laughs> do you remember that setup? Dude, I I do remember that setup. It, that first setup was I was recording I was recording the game audio and my audio on a built-in microphone and a laptop. I mean, that's, and then I had the audio recorder separate because I was like, all right, I need to be able to balance the two sources. And the computer that I had, literally, <laughs> because I was on Vista, wouldn't allow me to use stereo mix. Oh, it was the the, oh. the problems of like old school let's playing knows no bounds they were like the wild west of like youtube and it was just like there were no good guides like voltage voltage had a video that was like here's how i use cams was it cam studio cam studio or camtasia studio i i still have camtasia camtasia is good cam studio though that you couldn't do separate audio inputs you had to use stereo mix oh it was a mess Hypercam, unregistered hypercam, everyone's favorite. Don't talk smack about unregistered hypercam because and Windows Movie it, Maker. Oh my gosh! Like you literally would have to. The yeah, our setup was literally we would download an emulator of a game and we would literally screen cap the game, but then try to finagle a different audio source to pick up our microphone because it was necessary. Because <laughs> you literally had to. And then you're like, this is some quality content, 240p, let's go, killing the game. 
And that's assuming we even recorded it in 240p and it wasn't scaled to it. I'm pretty sure, like, we didn't even necessarily get the dimensions correct. It was more like... No, at first we didn't. (laughs) We're just recording the screen. Right, whatever the emulator set the screen to is what we did. And then after that, we got Dazzles. Actually, before the Dazzle, we did the DVD Let's Play. Oh my god, the fabled DVD Let's Play. So... Uh, you played through the entirety of Banjo-Kazooie in my basement, <laughs> and we ripped it off of the DVDs, and we didn't record the audio <laughs> for playing through the game. I don't know how we did it. We, we literally, we did post-commentary for the entire thing, because we realized after the first like <laughs> couple episodes, it was just off. Right, because the video would have, like, if, like, there were drop frames, which back in the day, drop frames were uh, as common as a ratatat on Route 1. It's just, the, the drop frames make the videos end up being about, like, for a 10-minute video, you're looking at a video being maybe 30 seconds shorter. Right, so all the audio is off. You lose your sync within a minute or two and you're like wait something something here is not quite right but you're you're missing the best part the best part was we were going to use the digital like recorder that i used but the batteries died they died after we got through our first recording so we were like okay we're gonna have to sync it up but we were like super dedicated back then so we were we were willing to slog through and edit it but the batteries died on the digital recorder so we hit record you played for two plus hours nothing so we had the video and no audio so at that point we were like whatever we'll just like speed run through the rest of the game and we'll do post recording post commentary i can't believe that we just we literally made a dvd let's play out of necessity really (laughs) is a thing of beauty matt and i have probably done i don't know 30 ish let's plays together 20 to 30 in that window Oh, it's been a lot. You know, counting, like, the short games and one-off stuff, we're probably pushing 30 there. You know, notably, we played, you know, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Soul Silver, did uh, uh, Mario RPG, some Banjo-Kazooie action, Donk, uh, what else, dude? Banjo-Tooie. Listen, I remember the nights. There were nights where Matt would come over to my house, or I would go to Matt's house, and you know, call it a sleepover, call it a slumber party, call it what you will. Uh, the real answer, it was Matt and I being awake until sometime in the 5 to 6 a.m. window. I think that was probably... That was us trying to bang out uh, Mario RPG and or Banjo-Tooie. I think that one was mostly Mario RPG. And that was yeah, that was that was a really reckless decision too. I, considering what I li- had to do literally the next day, was it because you had to go back to school and it was like the last chance you had before you could go back to school? Yeah, I literally was driving the next day. It was absolutely. To <laughs> <laughs> we we were reckless. That? But all you we got did... three hours of sleep. Sweet. Here's your five and a half hour car ride. At six p.m. the night before. We would go to Dunkin' Donuts. We'd each order, like, three coffees. We'd drink one now and have two to coast through the night, plus <laughs> snacks, and it... We probably kept that local... Was that a CVS or Walgreens? Whatever it was, we kept it in business. Oh, you know that Walgreens was looking 
like, oh, the boys are back. Let's go, baby. We we in the net black tonight. Let's go. We like emptied the entire candy aisle. That's how we found Lemonheads and Friends. Who knew they had so many friends? I had no idea. Tons of friends. Although I was a gobstopper boy. That was that was my uh gobstoppers and Reese's pieces, man. I could I could go through those all day. It's fun recounting all these different things. And, and and there's there's plenty of more stories to tell. I I can't wait because I I know we're gonna be talking about a handful of uh, the let's plays that we've done oh, as games wait. of our lives, and they are going to be chefs, kiss, fantastic. But uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Are you ready to dive into the news? Absolutely. So the format of the show for those who are uh, longtime listeners. We're not really changing things up too much. Alrighty. Uh, we even got Tony on the intros still, so he's not gone. He's here, both in our hearts and literally as part of the show. Which I'm really thankful for, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy. I was actually texting him earlier today, and you know he sent me this long, written-out, uh, really thoughtful uh, message, just basically thanking... Uh, Thanking me, thanking the listeners of the show for really, you know, making uh, him enjoy season one of the games of our lives so much. Uh, he's not, he said, I'm not writing this as a goodbye. Uh, it's just a, more of a see you later. And uh, he's happy to be still part of the show. So this is all good vibes for everyone. He's secretly a Pokemon trainer because that sounds like Pokemon story plot right there. It, it really might be. Tony, thank you for your year and a half of hard work and dedication. I know a uh, weekly show is a big commitment, and uh, I don't think that this show in its new format is going to be weekly. We're going to try to record maybe you know one or two episodes a month and kind of go from there, and that's how we're going to do it. But let's jump into the news. First thing, we got to talk about it. We're going to rip the Band-Aid off. And and y'all already know that there's one franchise that I'm a forever hater of. Uh. You just can't you can't get me to do it. You can't get me to do it. Listen, I'll play any other franchise that looks like an anime. Listen, I loved Xenoblade Chronicles. Alrighty. I there I said it. Xenoblade Chronicles, <laughs> awesome. I will never understand. Final Fantasy, that's great stuff right there. Fire Emblem. Gross. Yucko. Bucko. It's like cooties, but video games. And and not for lack of effort, (laughs) because I literally forced you to play one of them. You own copies of multiple games specifically because I forced you to. I I think I own four different Fire Emblems. Yes, okay. Uh, and I even, let's see, I own not the newest one that came out today. Today? Yesterday? It's today. Fire Emblem Engage for the Nintendo Switch. The uh, the latest main entry in Fire Emblem. Uh, first of all, not knowing anything about the game, I think uh, Fire Emblem Engage is such a mid-title compared to uh, previous Fire Emblem titles. I will say it that. It sounds like a Star Trek title. Fire Emblem Engage. I thought it was a spinoff. It literally, the, the title makes it sound like a spinoff. Yeah, this is the first one I'm not buying immediately on release since Shadows of Valencia. And that's because Shadows of Valencia was a bad game. I got told not to buy it by my brother. 
A tier name though, Shadows of Valencia. I know what a waste of an amazing title. And supposedly there's some really good story stuff going on in there too. But the gameplay was like, "Hi, I'm walking through a cave," and it's like, that's not the game we signed up for. So Fire Emblem Engage, you play as Penny from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and you, you use your sword to meet Marth, your dad. I don't know. I'm just making it up. Or, or alternatively, Femboy Penny. You have two options. Oh, you can be a male or female uh, pro tag. As far as I know, unless I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure they had the Colgate slash Crest colors for both. <laughs> the Colgate colors, not the Colgate hair. Literally, oh no. <laughs> there's there's a the pro tag makes a comment about their hair pretty early in the game apparently, and like Aww. makes fun of themselves, and it's like, oh wow. All right, at least the writers get it. A little self-awareness there. I'm hoping it's as good as everyone's been saying so far that I've heard. Everyone I've heard talk about sure. it says that it's the most, like, well-animated and, like, the presentation is the best. Right. And that's important. I'm scared about being the Colgate Mafia boss wearing rings, like, kiss the ring, oh, by the way, Selica's here now, or Ike. Although Ike's in it, so that kind of just skyrockets the value of the game. We do like Ike. I, I'm going to say this, as someone who is uh got zero interest in the game, I bet the gameplay loop is just as good, if not better, than previous Fire Emblems. I feel like, you know, Fire Emblem fans are probably... You probably know what you're walking into gameplay-wise. So if it's really the gameplay that you're after uh, over, I, I don't know, uh, really interesting choices in hair, then <laughs> you're probably going to be fine playing the game. They went from, like, green to lighter green transition to literally Colgate toothpaste. Like, I don't understand. It's literally cosplay fodder. Like, let's call it what it is. I can't wait to see people cosplay that because I don't understand how you're going to make a wig that has the colors. Like you're that is gonna be so much effort. And the hair isn't smooth. It's like the Dragon Ball slash Dragon Quest. I just uh, realized listen, that they I'm... both have dragon in the name. Style hair where it's like <laughs> clumps. <laughs> I am waiting for the ultimate cosplay, which is going to be uh, Chip Skylark as the Fire Emblem Engage <laughs> MC, and that's it's gonna be great. I'm gonna leave that one to you. Uh, shout Your out to my shiny, shiny teeth, teeth and me. me. Oh yeah, well done. <laughs> Alrighty, speaking of anime games, uh, there's another uh, set of anime games on the Nintendo Switch. I I have a higher percentage chance of playing this franchise than I do of playing Fire Emblem, although that that percentage is still pretty low. But Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden, I believe, are now available on the Nintendo Switch. I own Persona 5. I just, I, I started playing it, and then, like, a really stupid, like, platformer game came out. And I said, nope, gotta go with the stupid platformer, baby. I can't deal with these kids. Now I'm really curious what game that was. Persona 5 Royal. No, 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 the, the platformer. Oh, I don't know. It, like, I I get very easily distracted. But it was it might have been ukulele. Listen, I'll drop. I will drop a baby to go play Super Mario if it's brand new. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's morally correct. I'm just saying. It's oh no! What, As a parent, I can say it probably is. <laughs> I think that might be the right call. 
Like, just make sure there's something soft first below If you, somebody but... said, Bill, you can play Super Mario uh, Odyssey 2 day negative one, but in order to do so, you're going to have to drop a baby from, like, three feet up. I would consider catching COVID specifically to make me not be able to it. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Honestly, like, work should just accept, like, faked death notes. Uh, like, hey, I'm I'm calling out. I'm calling out dead. Listen, listen, this is necessary. This is more essential than your health. We get it. Just fake your death. Say, like, uh, I'm sorry I died in a meteor crash. Uh, I will be in the That makes it Monday. sound like you're riding the meteor. That's some dedication. That's what I'm saying. Like, they should just be more impressed than anything else. Wow, how did you get on there? Did you hire? Yes, I hired NASA. Mark, Mark Rober himself launched me onto the asteroid that launched me into Earth. I hired Beffrey Jezos, and he took me on an asteroid ride that I'll never forget. But I died, and I won't be in work until Monday. Thank you. I don't think I could bring myself to do anything with Jeffrey Bezos. That's that's why I said Beffrey Jezos. We don't talk about him. Any uh, any thoughts on uh, Persona games? Have you played them at all? Gun. Uh, Smash that's, that's does not it. count. <laughs> Fair. Joker is definitely one of the protagonists of Ultimate, though. He is he's really good. I just think it's really funny that there is a move that's literally called Gun. It's just called Gun. And they in Smash chose apparently the worst Persona. I mean, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people really enjoyed Persona 5, and I think... Oh, he- no, no, no. Persona 5 is an amazing game. I'm saying they chose, like... The one that he has as his stand or whatever. Oh, his, his stand. Oh, like, his actual persona. The yeah. The, the they little. like picked the the one that you get at the beginning of the game that everyone benches immediately. Apparently. Oh, that's that's funny. He looks cool as heck, though. I'm not gonna lie. He's got a nice top hat. Yeah. What's not to love? Hating on top hats and gun. All right. Let's 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 jump away from the anime for a minute. And we'll talk about a different game with a uh, character with red and blue hair. Quick little update regarding Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The next seven-star terror raid was announced, and it is going to be a poison-type Greninja. Oh, it's going to be a lot harder. That's going to be hard. You're not going to be able to just... I think it was smart, though, to have the first two be easier because the game was new. Like having having like just like de facto counters for the first couple was was charitable <laughs> because yeah. there's no way like I didn't even get to do the Charizard one just because of time but I was ready enough with your help to do the Cinderace one and I went through it both times. I I just love the irony that the uh, the single great move that is a hard counter to both of those two first terror raids, the Charizard and the Cinderace is a broken move that doesn't work. Uh, talking about play rough play rough is a 90 power fairy type physical move that when you're in a terror raid, the game bugs out and doesn't know how to manage the HP correctly. So you'll do the attack. It may show you take off about half of the health, but when you see the the health meter again after that damage it's like you only did about a quarter of what you showed oh that happened to me today where i literally knocked out the entire hp bar and then i was like surprise there's a shield and it's a a third of its health and i was like what yeah so there is a functionality patch coming uh in february 
that they announced. It's supposed to but, fix that and a bunch of other things. Right. So we'll kind of wait and see what that does fix. I'm sure they have to like patch a bunch of stuff with Pokemon Home coming into play. Oh my gosh, that's a separate topic on its own. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh, and it, we'll talk about it as we get more information on that. But yeah, Greninja Seven Star, baby. I don't even know what Pokemon's gonna be the guy, but I'm I'm happy that Azumarill's not gonna be the guy. A little it, bit. It hurts me because I love I love that, but at the same time, it'll be nice to use either. I'm thinking Gastrodon or Clodsire. I've been prepping those i think i may go quagsire but i don't uh it's i feel like that's the the trio you want something you want something that absorbs water moves or is resistant to it right and you want it to be ground type because you don't want it to be psychic type because it'll get wrecked by i'm assuming the dark move that they give greninja right and and the thing is you know you you need some there's there's so many builds that are out right now because there's a lot of a lot of people just trying to like set up like one turn sweep builds. I don't think that's gonna work this time. I mean, TBD. You were, people were able to uh, single move sweep Cinderace by using Slowbro's uh, stored power. Right, but but that one didn't require you to be off type. That's fair. So now, if you want to get, if you want to be like, if you want to type match the Greninja moves, you're not going to be able to use the same type Terra type. And then when you then same type Terra type, you are naturally countered by the natural moves of Greninja. All right, <laughs> so, time to just Rage Fist Annihilate. Call it a day. Hey, that's definitely sitting in my back pocket as an option. Honestly, Rage Fist Annihilate can clear six-star raids on his own pretty consistently. Yeah, I have the holy trio of that Iron Hands and Azumarill. And the three of them <laughs> kind of just rotate through. And then every once in a while, I, I pick something that I want to make work, like my Lokix. I, I have to say, I, I entered a raid tonight uh, right before we started recording this. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, by the way. And I it was a six-star Amoongus uh, terror raid. Yep. And I accidentally locked in. I always try to make it a habit to be the last person to lock in uh so i can dip at the last second if i don't like my teammates which it sounds scummy it sounds scummy but i should have done it this time and let me tell you why what type of pokemon is amoongus grass poison wouldn't you know it, it was me and one other person uh it was a ghost type amoongus so okay. i'm like all right let's get rage fist annihilate with safety goggles on lock like, take care of business, let's go. So I, I get that going. The other guy has a King Gambit. So I'm like, this is great. Let me just lock in now because I'm like, th th we, th we got two people. That sounds good so far, but I'm waiting for, like... You already know what the next two Pokemon are that jumped in and immediately locked in. I, I know it's probably... A, a, against a Grass Poison type. Who's getting one-shotted? Because they belly drummed into an oh. energy ball. Oh no! That's oh. right. Two Azumarils came in. Uh, that's literally double type matched. That's like the perfect type match. Right, and not only yeah, like you lose to the grass, oh. you lose to the poison, just because it's like one of your three level one hundred Pokemon. That's just like like I I think as 
as a host, that's awful. as a host, this is what Game Freak should add as a host thing. You should be allowed to kick people out of your raid if you are the host. You should be allowed to I say. I think that would be reasonable because I like picking things that are like off meta because sure. that's just what I do. <laughs> that's but, that's literally your brand. Yeah, that's like that's how I qualified for the Invitational for Magic. That's how I managed to like almost get ranked in Brawl. Like these are just the things I do. But I'll actually come up with a build and test it myself before I go into a random raid because I don't want to like ruin it for someone else. There have been raids that I went into and I sat there and I was like, "You picked one of the meta choices and still somehow failed." <laughs> how have you how did you do this? I have a Glamora. Why am I the why am I the one saving us right now? It shouldn't be me and my low kicks saving the iron hands from the freaking I'm blanking on the the flying electric type. Uh oh, listen, I don't even I don't even go against that Pokemon because it it's just busted in terror raids oh, straight it's up. Oh, that that and Corviknight are just like wh- why do you exist? The the bird Pokemon terror raids are just the hardest terror raids. The other one that's really annoying is I was really annoyed by slacking and by Hippowdon. <laughs> uh, slacking and Hippowdon just have a ton of HP. Kilowattril. That's what it is. Thank you, Kilowattril. The problem with Kilowattril is that uh, it has a competitive, which is like whenever it has a stat that's lowered, it raises its special attack by two levels, and Kilowattril has an absurd special attack and speed stat as it is. But it also, it can get like, it, it, Tailwind isn't what you're looking for in a terror raid. It's it's so fast. It is very fast. It is very fast. You basically just have to be a hard counter for it. Um, Which is exactly Sandy Shocks. It's, it's, the answer is almost always for bird Pokemon, it's Sandy Shocks. It's, it's ground electric. And uh, the unfortunate reality of it also being flying type is that you're left with off type moves then. Yeah, if you're going to do Kilowattril, you probably want to be on a team with somebody that's got either skill swap or worry seed. I like I like um the Roly Coley line. Like, oh, yeah, that um, one's not bad. The the problem with that is that a, a bunch of them will just like no close combat. And you're like, great. Well, all right. That happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, Colossal has a lot of weaknesses, but is also just like a cool Pokemon, like Rockfire. Yeah, you know, I, I have a relatively long list of things that I use because I like picking the ones that I think are cool, but they're not good for lots of things. Like they're, oh, look, it's good for this type or that Pokemon. Right. Or something. But, but yeah. listen, we're going to dive into more Terror Raids uh, talk a little bit later. Sounds good. We got a couple more pieces of news to get through. We're still in the news segment? What's going on here? Listen, we had a long intro. We were talking shop about history. Facts. Facts on facts. The game of the week was YouTube. By the way, if we recorded an episode about a month and a half, two months ago, we may have talked about this game as a game that just came out. But guess what? It's on sale now. It's a banger. Uh, Did pretty poorly in the video game box office. Uh, and that is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I I don't understand why. It's such a good game. 
<laughs> it's great. I mean, it's the the sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which came out in 2017 on the Switch, and it's just you know more Mario and Rabbids, which is just a great turn-based uh, tactical RPG. Yeah, it's literally Mario Rabbids XCOM. It's great. Right. It, it's super fun, and uh, it's on sale for 40 bucks. But I I I mean. Ubisoft tends to put games on sale ASAP as it is. So yep. uh, if you were that. holding out for a sale, now's a great time to pick it up. Uh, so definitely grab it if you haven't already and are interested in playing the game. All right, two more pieces of news here. Yep, We've got uh, a television show debuted on HBO, and it is uh, The Last of Us. Oh, this is foreshadowing. You don't know this yet, but you're foreshadowing. Uh, okay, uh, I have not seen it yet, uh, but I am excited, and I think I'm going to do my homework and watch you know, the episodes as they come out. Because I did play The Last of Us games, and they were uh, pretty compelling games. And they, I mean, their stories are what made them. And I'm really interested. Plus... You've got the Mandalorian as the main character, which is pretty fire. Oh my fire. gosh, he's 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 so good. Have you seen The Last of Us debut? I have not. I saw I saw a couple of like clips okay. for like the um the like press info stuff that they were like pushing before the show came out. And I was just like they actually they actually did a really good job casting this, I think. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited. Have I have I watched it? No. So do I know if the show as a whole is good? No. But I have heard multiple people tell me already they really like it. So yeah, no, I uh, I'm excited to dive into it, and I'll have a full report, you know, for our next episode for sure. Um, last piece of news, and this one this one just made me like chuckle because it's ridiculous, but I. I feel like it has to be talked about because this is uh, uh, an important moment in video gaming history, competitive gaming history. Uh-oh. Uh, this week, there was a Dota 2 tournament. Oh. Dota 2, Dota 2 is a video game for uh, sweaty tryhards who want to wow. go fast. I'm just kidding. No I'm just kidding. No respect. I'm just kidding. People who play MOBAs do deserve respect uh, just like any other gamer would. I just want you to realize you said that out loud. It's recorded now. <laughs> you, you know important, how you, important to remember. You're gonna have to double down on this later. You know how hard I wanted to go. Psych. <laughs> Moba fans, go home. Just kidding. Just kidding. All video games are valid, but not to me. <laughs> and I think that's fair. I don't like. That's, I don't that's like them. That's fair. I don't like them. That's fair. But, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that they're not right for me. But at a Dota 2 tournament, and this just makes me want to play Dota 2 more, uh, there was a, a player, a professional player. His name is Skitter. And uh, the rules at a, a professional video game tournament say you can't go to the bathroom mid-set, right? And, and, and let's be real. That's kind of true of all competitive events. The story is so good. You can't go pee-pee. <laughs> during a live you can't be like time out i gotta go tinkle so what did the homie do <laughs> homie had to use a bottle and uh... peed in a bottle at the tournament to keep the to keep the play alive and 
and like I saw some like wild <laughs> takes on the internet. People are like, <laughs> "Wow, are, are do people think competitive gaming is like working at an Amazon warehouse, like being forced to pee in a bottle?" And I'm like, "Not for nothing. Not going to the bathroom during a competitive situation. Guess what? It's your fault, man. You could have like, just gone before you. And even if you did go before, you should you, you're an athlete." Right? If you play competitive games, you're an athlete. As an athlete, it's your responsibility to train your body to not have to go pee-pee when <laughs> you got to take over jungle or however MOBAs work. I don't know what oh, jungle man. means. You just used the term properly in a sentence, Bill. I'm proud of yeah, you. Yeah, I hate that. hate that I used that correctly. Um, what's your job although, if you're jungling, Bill? What's your job if you're jungling? Eating yeah. all the bananas. You kidding me? You're going gobble-gobble, yum-yum-yum. It's bananas and coke with coffee baby that's the life for me i don't know what junglers do do they you take camps and they you basically recruit units that will go fight on the lanes for you i don't know what junk that how does that how does that equate to jungling the the things that you fight are in the jungle areas they're covered in grass Listen, uh, I where didn't I'm invent from, Dota. Dota. Where I'm from, okay. it's called Tall okay. Grass, okay? I did not invent the terms. Dota, do you know what the first boss of the first Dota was? A Goomba. Oh, no. The first boss was, it wasn't in English, and in order for you to play the game, you had to figure out how to navigate the menus in another language. That was what Jeremy said. <laughs> Jeremy was like, the first boss of the game was so tough. And I was like, what are you talking about, The first Jeremy? boss is mastering he was like, a different Oh, language. no, seriously. Like, the first boss was probably one of the hardest bosses I've ever played in video games. And this is coming from a person who is like, hi, I can actually beat Sans. What is uh, What language did the original Dota I think it was like in? Russian or something. I forget what it was. But oh he was just God. like, I didn't know what any of those things meant. <laughs> the first boss is the Russian language. Yeah, apparently. I don't... Hitting you with that slob squad of letters. You're like, I don't know what a backwards R is all about. But uh, <laughs> but all Suka. I know is that there's a jungle in there. And I got to go right. bushwhacking. And pee in a cup. C- carry uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Matt, I gotta ask you, like, what are your thoughts on having to use the bathroom during a tournament? Is should should you be allowed to, or is his bloodline weak? Oh, wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I mean, there have been magic tournaments that I was at where there wasn't time between rounds because it was like late in an event or something. And we were right. in like the effectively the playoff part of it, where you're in like the top eight or whatever. Yep. Usually, if you like ask the judge, like I just need to go pee really quick, they're gonna be like, "All right, cool." If it was not that, you're in for a little bit of a struggle. And I don't want to like you know share any weird information with the internet, but I had to go to the bathroom during a tournament once, and I had to sit sit there and kind of just grin and bear it. Wow. And I definitely did not play as well as I otherwise would have because I was thinking about how do I get away from the table without getting disqualified. This guy is but, a gamer over here. But I, you know, I managed. If if it's like life or death, then you make the smart choice and you don't let your bladder burst. I, like, I genuinely don't know how long of a, uh, a game of Dota takes. Oh, man. It, there's a wide range. Uh, what, uh, like, are we talking like one to two hours? Are we talking? No, but the problem is when you're playing a game like that in a tournament, you're on stage and the, it's basically like, imagine like a concert setup 
right? But instead of speakers yep. for like instruments, you have computers lined up in rows for the two teams, right? So you're you're at this long table basically that's usually diagonally offset from the other one. So you're sort of facing them and you're all sitting there and once you start the process takes a while because you have multiple rounds to play through, right? But also, you have to draft your team. So, like, you have to take turns banning characters, selecting your characters, and, like, it takes a while to do that. So, the stretch of time that you have to wait can be a long period of time. But you, this isn't the first Dota tournament that's happened, and this is common knowledge. I don't even play Dota. But because I played Heroes of the Storm, I know this. It's not it's not a thing that should realistically happen unless you're, like, severely diabetic. Right. I can't, like, I don't know. That's that's my take. My, my sister has Crohn's <clears throat> and manages to, like, compete at national tournaments. And oftentimes it's just, like, kind of an agony and is still, like... Yep, I have to play on stream now against another player of the same or higher caliber, and I'm going to do it. But I'm I'm sure your sister also, you know, because she is aware oh, she, of her body and everything, she, she does plans. things. <clears throat> right, she she plans and prepares herself in a way where she it sets gives herself her a chance up at for success. success. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like this was the failing at the five Ps. Ironic, given the context of him peeing. I mean, but. he only gave you two of them, and, uh, <laughs> you know, people... Prior planning prevents piss performance? That's in right. In this case? <laughs> Is that how this works this time? Listen. Oh, man. I still can't believe this story is real, but it's just... I, I saw it, and I, I couldn't not include it because it's such a silly story. Poetic. Um, What's that? It's just poetic. It's just it's can, it's gorgeous. Can you imagine like can you imagine being one of his teammates sitting right next to him? I just just take it all in. All right, actually don't. Yeah, like choose those words wisely, please. Uh, yeah, phrasing. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, that is the news of the week. What are your thoughts on uh peeing in a bottle during a tournament? Should you be allowed to do it? Uh <laughs> should you be forced to hold it in? Let us know on Twitter at Games of Our Pod because God, should you be need... publicly shamed? Yeah, yeah. Like the answer I, is I yes. But, oh, I don't but, know, man. I, I kind of. It's not whether respect. they should be publicly shamed. Like you feel bad for the kid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's not a fun position to be in. But also, like, it's, it is just so funny though. I just I, like like the the what's the work? Yo, all right. I got a suggestion. I the last little thing on this. I I got it. I got it. New competitive workaround. Ooh, spacesuits, not a bad idea. I was going to say urinary catheter. That's basically the spacesuit. It's 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 basically the spacesuit. I mean, new meta, catheter, so you can out-piss your opponents. <laughs> and, Is there, and like, a separate stat for, like, output? <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, have it, like, on the screen. That, like, you have, like, the on the oh. HUD, you just have, like, a yellow meter. Stop, oh, that's... <laughs> no, we're getting like now we're getting into like advanced metrics and stuff. It's like when when Skinner I'm a scientist, I can't stop Bill. When Skinner voids you uh, get pH meters, a hundred fifty or more mils per hour, his clicks per minute goes up by thirty percent. Like that's the kind of baseball statistics we're gonna end up in video games. Uh, clicks per minute. You can get PPS. Uh, com- 
<laughs> compared to piss per second. It's a whole... <laughs> well done. All right. It's, I... it's too powerful. Uh, I just say ban MOBAs, and uh, then every, the world just gets better. I, I abstain. Pe- people aren't going to pee in bottles if you can't go to a Dota 2 tournament. The rest of the internet just said challenge accepted. All right, well... Uh, moving on to the game of the week. There we go, folks. The game of the week is—it's it, not even like we normally talk about games from our past, our youth. The thing about Pokemon is it—it's past, present, and future in our lives. It is ever what present, a great segue, omnipresent, and it is just—it's—it's it, just. It's just home, home. Uh, you know, I've been another watching... segue. Bill, did you did you plan this? Past, listen, present. I... Is this some sort of paradoxical situation you find yourself in? Listen, I I find myself confused very often, and put myself in paradoxical situations all the time, such as challenging Jesus Christ Himself to microwave a burrito so hot that He Himself could not eat it, but. That's a totally different segment for the theology podcast episode. I think my brain just melted a little bit. So did the burrito. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want a burrito. But we're talking, folks, about the brand new Nintendo Switch Instant Classic, uh, which is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, a buggy, flawed nightmare that might be the best Pokemon game to have ever come out. It's like crazy. That in the uh, year 2023, after multiple generations in a row of me just being like, this game is just not... <sighs> like, the DLC made me like Sword and Shield. I was very disappointed by it. Pokemon fatigue in 2021 was incredibly real. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like... I, I don't know when Pokemon fatigue started for you. Uh, for me, I want to say it was at X and Y. I think I think for me it was black two white two, actually it might have just been black white. That's fair. I didn't um, do any of the post game stuff in black and white. I don't think I did either. Uh, I don't think I like, think I, I I got to like, I think I did end story and then stopped. I I genuinely just you know did the story for uh, whatever let's play I was working on at the time, and then called it quits. Uh, it, it, it just it was weird there was like a nice little like eight year window where pokemon games just they weren't hitting they, they i don't know if it and was the worst part is they introduced so many things that i thought were so smart and i still like x and y i think they did a really good job with like what was the name of the city the central city i'm blanking uh, it's a level on ultimate oh in in x and y the large city is called uh, Lumio. No, it's not Lumios. Uh, Lumios City. It is it Lumios. Lumios is the one with the Eiffel Tower, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That city was amazing. I got so like immersed in that city. I thought it was amazing, and like the whole like roller skates like control, like being able to move faster without it just being the running thing, like making an alternative right. to that, like running in the bike. Like, there were a bunch of things that were so cool about that game, and I could not finish it. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mega, Mega Evolution was dumb, but anyways. I think Mega Evolution was kind of cool. 
it had the potential to be cool, but they just did such a bad job at balancing it that it was like, congratulations, like three of these are actually good. All I, the other I, ones are really bad. Also, my, my biggest would, gripe with it is that it was just digivolving. I was fine with that, honestly. Uh, I was my favorite. Not fine with the fact that they made some weird selection choices where they were like, we're going to not give that thing a mega. And it's like, why? You gave so many other things megas and you were like intentionally leaving out a bunch of awesome things. Like, not for nothing, Game Freak decided that Metacham of all Pokemon deserved a mega when the only thing that Pokemon deserves is a trash can. I'm not going to lie. Metacham is one of the only Pokemon that I've multiple times been like, this would be perfect for my team. Anyways, it's moving so, on. It's so incredibly hyper mid uh, that even it's a mega even form. Mid. It's like it makes mid look exciting. It's just it's just like the most <laughs> boring thing. It, yeah, and just... this is coming from somebody who one of my favorite Pokemon in the 3DS era was Alolan Muck. Which is such a cool Pokemon. Right? The Alolan forms. That's another thing. In, in Sun and Moon, they did such a... That was a brilliant idea. Like, hey, let's take these Pokemon, make regional variants. Like, Alola Marowak, one of my favorite Pokemon. Just hands down, like, the flavor and... Oh, like, it's so good. It's just... It's so oh, good. Oh, I, I mean, Alolan Muck is incredible. You got... Alolan Raichu. Galarian Weezing, which is a chef's kiss. Objectively, the one of the best Pokemon ever because he has the world's largest... He is Doug Dimidome. He, he's literally Doug Dimidome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome. And you don't... You Dimidome mess with that. Yeah, you Dimidome. Now, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, came out in November of 2022, and it is the ninth installment of Pokemon, essentially. And uh, with it comes the first fully open-world exploration in a Pokemon game, where you truly can go anywhere in this world. Yep. <laughs> it made even better because of the jumping trick... <laughs> Where you can climb mountains when you're not supposed to be able to. Listen, you can climb mountains. You can clip through to the bottom of the sea. Uh, the world is your burrito. <laughs> um, the world is it, built like a burrito. It falls apart it, really fast. It, it does fall apart real fast. But I, I will say this. The, the workaround that Game Freak had for this where if you ended up in a situation where you either out of bounds did yourself or you got stuck, the the game would uh, reset your character within, like, five seconds, and you're back to doing whatever it is that you were doing. Uh, and, and they also had the smart addition of, like, if you fall off a cliff or something, you could just hit the button to, like, go back up. They did a couple of things to work around it. What that tells me, though, is that they knew it was messed up, <laughs> and rather than fix it, they were like, this is a feature now. Right, this is, yeah, we, listen, we decided it would be cool to, to rescue you if you got stuck by choice. Because as far as I know, that never existed in a different Pokemon game. I will say this, though, I, I think Game Freak, I, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but they bit off a lot more than they thought they could chew uh, by making an open world game now. You know, I'm I'm no stranger to open world games. I I've played my you know Fallout's and Grand Theft Autos. And, and tell me what what's like one of the number one things when those games first come out. What are the things that players talk about regarding those In open world adventures? Infinite glitches. It literally infinite glitches. You know what my so, favorite Grand Theft Auto thing is? 
It's like the only thing that I remember actually caring about. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3, Okay. I want to say, where you could take the tank and fly around the island if you turn the tank backwards. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. You could just like, you you fly off of an on-ramp to the highway, turn the cannon backwards, and then shoot off the ground, and then like preload and launch and shoot at the same time. Oh, as long as you kept up your pace, you would literally fly. I forget if you needed like one of like the like the like a low on. gravity or something like that. Yeah, you may have needed the low gravity, but you could literally fly around the island That's using the tank. It's it was beautiful. Great. I think my favorite Grand Theft Auto uh, like glitch of all time was in Grand Theft Auto Four. Uh, you're in Liberty City as the homie Nico Bellic, and hey, there's a in. There's a playground in the game, and uh, in this playground is a swing set. And I don't know what caused this swing set to have some magical superpowers, but if you were to rest a uh, vehicle against this swing set, it would launch your vehicle in the air. It sure did. Ab- about, like, a half a mile. And uh, I remember... You know, uh, Matt and I actually had a friend growing up, Matt, who had the game, and, you know, we did this at his house where we would take turns trying to get just ridiculous air from uh, riding the swing set and just flinging ourselves in different vehicles and trying to just get as much goofy shenanigans as possible with that. Um, What we're trying to say is glitches can be fun, and they're not. they can. They're not all bad. They're not all good either. They, don't... The glitches did not stop the game from being playable, though. And that's the part that right. mattered. Is like like watching Shinx's and Luxio's like fall through a mountain <laughs> and then disappear into nothingness while you're battling them. Hilarious. Funny. Like, what am I attacking right now? Oh, look, it's underground. Oh, look, I'm underground now. But we're somehow still battling. Or, like, where did the game decide to put me? I'm on a cliff. Why? Because that's where the game decided to put me. Right. I, I'll, like, I'll always remember I was facing against a Paradox Pokemon in the final area. And the final area is a uh, a large cave with a handful of, like, twisting, overhanging paths. And I got into a battle with it. But when you get into battle, you and the Pokemon you encounter kind of jump away from each other to kind of set up a stage of battle. And <laughs> the Pokemon I was fighting jumped off a cliff. <laughs> so I was fighting great. I was fighting a Pokemon that was a hundred yards. Boxing. Yeah, it was like shadow boxing with a Pokemon that had already <laughs> doomed itself. And <laughs> Good thing it, there's no it fall was hilarious. Damage. Right. Took no fall damage, unfortunately. I, I was like, man, I, I could really uh, use the help here. Got robbed. Shame, shame. I was trying to weaken him to catch it too. It was really silly. the The game is great. It starts off in the classic. You have the only house in the entire world, and that's not true. There's dorm rooms. The dorm rooms are there. That's the one building you can go inside and it's do things. The one the house. building besides your home that you're allowed to go into, not counting gyms and Larry's restaurant, the homie. Um. But this this game takes a slightly different approach to its storytelling than previous titles. Previous titles would kind of have 
one uh, flow of a story that kind of encompassed you as your player trying to collect the eight gym badges. And along the way, you would encounter, you know, a team of villainous characters, uh, rival trainers, and different obstacles along the way. This guy, this game kind of gives you three paths to to kind of take and to, to beat the game you do have to take all three paths eventually but you know you it really says here you go do what you want he, we there's a recommended order of right way and they don't, to they do don't things. tell you the recommended order though which is what's so interesting to me if i'm not mistaken there are npcs that kind of push you in the right direction you can talk to like nurse joy or whatever they call them in the game but right. Nurse joy recommended me to go fight the next thing geographically which was not the next thing in terms of levels like oh, i had beaten no. the first gym and it was like why don't you go take on fire lady now and i was like got it and i got destroyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah and no, i the... being me was like nope i'm not losing this and i i like grinded through and i was like oh all right gosh. got there and then i went to the next gym and i was like why is this so easy so and it was just you went in uh the wrong order sir right i not gonna lie i ended up looking online to see like is there like an actual order to do the... this in uh, i did that um i recently completed a nuzlocke of the game and Really? I, I looked up, I looked up an order. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was on Twitch Television streaming this Nuzlocke, and you know I I wanted to make sure because you know I I like when I'm playing Nuzlocks to set a level cap to match the gym leaders that I'm facing. There were a couple of close calls because of that. Hey, we lost a handful of good men in the that war. Um, R.I.P. to the homie Clive. Deuces to my dude Divitox. Uh, prayers up for my guy bear and then uh rip to mr chicken all four fallen soldiers never forgotten i'm impressed you got all the names in, in flow when when you do a nuzlocke you're forced to nickname your pokemon and you create a bond with these pokemon that lasts a gameplay Alrighty, an entire playthrough <laughs> it lasts uh and and we're still fresh off that playthrough so the scars are very real Thank you. But, you know, it, it helped to see the order. The order doesn't necessarily follow the way the map is set up, considering the map is just a giant uh, circle with kind of different gyms and uh, other uh, events scattered about. So one of the traditional things that does come back in this game is the fact that you have to challenge eight gyms, collect the badges, and then challenge the Elite Four. That... That is that's a mainstay of Pokemon. I don't know what they were doing with Sun and Moon. They were trying some funky stuff, but they, you know, we're back to basics now. Eight badges take care of business. But the way uh, that they do it is different now because they give you challenges and stuff to do along with it, and those challenges started in Sun and Moon. And I honestly wish they kept those challenges in Sun and Moon. I, I think I think a couple of them were cool. It actually started, like, I really enjoyed the, the, the challenge where you had to push the olive around. Yeah, you had to, like, basically push an oblong 3D object in a broken game through a maze. And 
it was it was interesting at the very least, and it it made me have to actually pay attention. But then, for example, one of the gym challenges uh, later in the game is you have to you have to basically play Guitar Hero with your emotions. Oh, it was so bad. And it literally would say press A, and then it gave you a ten second window to press A, and then be like, it was it was so press Y. And you get a 10-second window to press Y. And it you had to press, I want to say, 10 or 15 buttons. And it was just five minutes of wasted time. And really, my you know what my favorite gym challenge ended up being? Was the gym challenge where you just fought three trainers. And that was the challenge. Just do a couple yeah. of battles. And uh, I'm talking about um, the Montenevra uh, ghost gym where you got to do the double battles that the was only, cool the only the place only one in the entire doubles. game that you can do double battles is at this gym and you know go figure the the legal format for competitive pokemon is doubles and you only get to take part in a total of like five doubles battles in the game and you can't do any more yeah i mean the fights with arvin but it's 2v1 not Right, right, and you're on the two side, so you're at, like, a supreme advantage. Uh, Speaking of Arvin, there's another story element uh, to this game. Maybe some would argue the best story element to the game. Oh, Arvin's Uh, story is the best. There's no, there is, like, anyone that doesn't say that's true is literally just wrong. I will die on this hill. So what is Arvin's story? Uh, Without spoiling too much. Arvin has someone very important to him that he has to help get better. Well, let's just say it doesn't necessarily go as he had hoped for at first. And there's a very emotional final scene to that part of the story. Oh, not a dry eye in the house! It, I actually... I, I cried. Actually te- I, I, yeah, I teared up. I cried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend had to put the game down and walk away. She was she literally was sobbing uh after seeing that scene. It's a real story that happens to people in real life outside Pokemon. Right. Right. So like and we have we have it both experienced that story. Right. Like but in the negative. So like seeing it turn out for the positive was really emotional because I sat there like I know how he feels. And I wish that I got to experience the part after that feels because the feels changed for him and they did not for us. And it was just, it was really, it was really good. Yeah, really, really a special story. Arvin's story, just to expand a little, uh, takes you across the Paldea region and uh, it tasks you with uh, finding a special medication and in doing so, you encounter uh, special types of Pokemon that you interact with, and you basically unlock your HMs that way. Yeah, they they really they uh, like literally HMs. Yeah, with each completed uh, segment of this uh, Titan storyline, it is uh, you unlock a new ability in the game that helps you traverse uh, the island of Paldea. We should, I guess, mention that uh, moving around in this game, you have two options. You can either walk uh, like a plebeian, 
or you can ride on your really super cool box legendary Pokemon that you get right out the gate. And at first, all it can do is jog and baby jump. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty it bad. Felt, it felt really bad, and then you felt really powerful very shortly after that. And with each with each uh, each little bit of medicine, you get a little stronger and a little bit stronger. You eventually learn how to glide. Uh, I've heard it called falling with style, and you can climb, and you, it really turns into Breath of the Wild by the uh, late game. It really does. It feels so good. You're just, like, free-roaming everywhere. Yeah, and, and, like, just moving moving in the game feels good. Which is rare for that game. Yeah, just just being able to move around the way you can in the game, it, it, it feels good. And I think that is one of the most important factors uh, when thinking about, like, why is this game fun? Because literally your minute-to-minute just movement in the game feels good. You know, and... Listen, it's basically a built-in fidget spinner because you can jump, hit the A button to glide but not do anything, unglide, and keep jumping. Like, listen, I'm one of those people if I'm playing, like, a a game and there's a jump button, I'm almost always jumping while I'm moving. ABJ. ABJ. Practice your ABJs, kids. Always be jumping. And, you know, that's, that's what I do in this game, too. Now, for... For posterity's sake, uh, which version of the game did you play? I have Violet. Okay, and my primary game was uh, Pokemon Scarlet. So, between the two of us, we've experienced it all. There is one more story of the triple story element. Uh, Matt, what's that final story all about? I mean, your three stories are you've got Arvin, Save the Buddy, you've got... Save the World. uh, You've got I'm Gonna Be... The savior of the world. I'm going to get my gym badges and also take out Team Star. Oh, shoot. Who's Team Star? Team Star. Well, I mean, at the at least at the beginning, you, you know, you think they're the bad guys. Um, I don't think I don't think this is really a spoiler at this point to say that Team Star isn't exactly the bad guys. Um, Listen, just because they're bad guys doesn't mean they're bad guys. Right. I mean, Racket Ralph is a bad guy, but he's the good guy. And Team Star kind of, in their own way, pulls that storyline. Yeah, Um, a little little ambiguous, and I think they get off very easily given the circumstances. Well, (laughs) kind of. Team Star's story is super nonsensical to the point where it's like... (laughs) So, like, Reckless Endangerment is, like, the base of the story. Right. So, like, for the university to be, like... And and supreme negligence. Right. Like, parents are just like, oh, my kid Uh, joined Team Star. And you can literally go talk to parents in the game that are like, oh, they joined Team Star. Wow, I'm happy they're making friends. And it's like, you realize they're living in a shack in, like, what resembles Woodstock. Right? No, you don't. Oh, so you don't contact them. Got it. So you are you don't know any of what's... Your son is nine years old. Except that's not even necessarily true because one of the characters uh, who's one of the leaders of Team Star, 
their dad is like, by the way, I'm going to swing by and pick you up for piano lessons later. Have fun with your friends. I didn't realize that was his dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's that makes it so much better. Like, so much it, worse, but so much better. If it's not it's his dad... It, uh, I thought it was just like... I thought that was the piano teacher. I, I think he was the former director of the university yes, he was the former director of the university but now he just teaches in piano i thought was the way that went but he like he was just like yo ortega piano lessons in an hour catch you later which was way too casual for someone in a disciplinary position or at least a former disciplinary position that really kind of took me out of it a little bit i was like wait what yeah, there were a couple of moments in that specific storyline. Like, Nimona, I think, is probably the best rival since Silver. Right. Uh, I think Nimona, Nimona I, I, a lot of people online kind of give her, like, the how treatment where the, she's, like, the, the, the hopelessly positive, like, trainer. Except, like, I think she's a little deeper than that. I mean... Um, she is, but she like explains why. Right. How how was just like, ha ha, I love everything. And I was like, so you're not gonna talk about the fact that someone that resembles the professor with no shirt on just ran by and everyone's chasing after him. Also the fact that like you're living in the shadow of like you have this entire story that is just there waiting to be told. But nope, I'm gonna run up the hill and catch you later. What? No. What? How? Why? Not literally mean, how the name how why mean meanwhile Nimona's like her goal over the course of the game is for you to eventually uh outclass her as a trainer which <laughs> let's be real that level five battle on the beach should have said it all but <laughs> but she basically spends the whole game uh you you catch this story about uh Nimona who really I would consider the primary rival in the game yeah. Her con- consistently like gassing you up and saying, "Listen, I want you to be the best trainer on the island." Right. She hypes you up so much, so many times that I was afraid that I was like, "She's the villain, isn't she? She's secretly the villain." Because I was like, "There's no way this person is this good." And then there's like, there's some subtext that I feel right. like people you, aren't you, catching that like Nimona doesn't realize what she's doing. And then later in the story, they expl- like characters are explaining to her, like, you can't act like this. People don't understand what you're doing. They think you're nuts. And she has this, like, crisis where she's like, oh, man, they really don't like that, huh? And then she steps back from battling and starts organizing more things and then realizes, like, wait, you're you're my one true rival, actually. Back on it. And then, like... But there's like there is some actual depth to that. Meanwhile, she's also super humble despite her high energy. Um, right. She never once is the person to tell you Nimona is actually the strongest trainer on the island. Uh, however, right. multiple she's always other- gassing up. She's always gassing up uh, La Primera, and it's like no, actually La Primera is kind of bad. Even like the Elite Four, like final. I don't know what her title is, chairperson. She's the champion. Uh, she's she's like the right, head champion. She's like the head champion, and she's like, listen, my sister's actually uh, the champion. Uh, I know that when we were fighting, she was holding back, and she still smoked me. And wait, they're sisters. 
Yes, they are sisters. When do they tell you that? It's it's in the end game. They they mention it in text. I think it's like one or two lines. How did I miss this? See, this is learning new things here. I, I'm like, listen. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I I really think that they are sisters. When they're talking, they mention something about like the family business and how like Gita's like. Namona's not one for uh, running the family business like I am. It's a, it's a line like that. I hate to break this to you, Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you go to Google, the first thing that pops up are, are Gita and Mona related? And apparently in India, there are famous people named Gita and Mona, and I am struggling to find the answer right now. It's okay. Google said, did you mean are Pneumonia and Gita yes. sisters? Yes, yep. <laughs> And yes, that is what I, I, I meant to say, you know, n- pneumonia and Gita are the main character. Yes, yes, that is that is accurate right there. I I think it's a little, at, at best, it's ambiguous. Okay. But it's, yeah, so it looks like they, they imply that she could be the sister, but right. it's not absolutely stated that they are. Okay, I'm gonna... But that's still more than I thought. Yeah, I, 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 my heart says they are. Even if they come out later and say they're actually not, they are. Um, there are a lot of people. Oh, here's a here's a theory that I'm oh, finding while doing this. Let's hear it. Remember Adaman from Legends Arceus, Captain Blue Boy. Yeah, Captain Blue Boy. Supposedly, Adaman is the ancestor of Gita. Well, Adaman does not look like Kermit the Frog. Meanwhile, Gita does. So, checkmate? They do both wear the color blue, though. So, in Pokemon, that literally trumps all. means everything. At least according to that person on Reddit. All right, back to topic. So, what were we talking about again? Pokemon? Video games? Uh, With each new Pokemon game, they come out with a new mechanic for battling. In Generation 6, we got Mega Evolutions. In Generation 7, we got Z-Moves. In Generation 8, we got Dynamax and Gigantamaxing. This gimmick, I think, is the best of all four. Because it kind of combines the four prior ones. And kind of, without making them too overpowered, the ability, uh, or the the mechanic is called uh, Terastalizing your Pokemon, where they gain this crystal energy, which converts whatever type they are to the type of their, uh, what's called their Terra type. And they basically get an added uh, same type attack bonus for any moves that match that Terra type. And they also lose their regular types, unless the Terra type is one of the regular types. However, they maintain their initial stab if that makes sense if if you terra into rock type and you're a grass type your grass moves still get stab they, they yeah they still get stab i didn't know that i thought that i thought that terra into the other type removes the stab from the it other does types. not remove stab your stab stays intact what? how which, did i just figure which how did I which just makes sense which makes sense right because you know, if if that weren't the case, then why would anybody terastalize into a type they already were? So For you get type you coverage. Get, you get stab or, plus stab. or keeping stab. Well, no, 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 yeah. So, but like, what would be the benefit 
of terrestrializing. Do you understand how much my worldview just changed? I I hope everything is different. Everything I knew, everything I thought I knew was a lie. You know, I'm here to ruin your life, and I'm just gonna do it one word at a time. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. You can't do that while I take a sip of water, Bill. I just did the thing. Colgate Chip Skylark, baby. Oh, my gosh. Always when I'm drinking. <laughs> now my nose tastes like lemonade. Or smells like lemonade. So the the terrestrializing, I think, is a really cool mechanic. Um, I like the ability to take any Pokemon at all and change them into any other type. And uh, it, it really adds a lot of depth to Pokemon battles. And, you know, you could either make your Terra type, you know, offensive to help out your your own moves, or you can even say, hey, I'm an electric type, but I'm going to have a flying Terra type. So when a Pokemon tries to use a ground type attack on me, psych, I'm in the air with balloons, baby. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool how much depth it adds to competitive. Because, like, there's a lot of. uh, chess pieces you gotta you can only do it once per battle right and because Uh, of that it keeps it so like but any of your six pokemon have the ability to terrestrialize which i like because the the whole like hold the mega stone thing was just like all right so it shoehorned your battles into very specific right because then you were like all right i i want to have access to one of these two but then I can't use the other if I do this one, which means I don't have an item on it. So, like, there's this weird tension there. Some people right. said that was good. I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like that's a... Uh... I always felt like I was losing if I had more than one Mega on my team. And it just... That's not... If you, if the design of the gimmick makes you not want the gimmick to be part of the game because it feels like you're losing when you do it, then there's a problem. Right. You can only Dynamax once a battle, but you didn't lose items to do that. And right, like, it and just, if I'm, could any it, Pokemon Dynamax? I don't remember. Any Pokemon could Dynamax, but not all of them could Gigantamax. Right. Certain Pokemon had a special Dynamax right. form, which is kind of that part was kind of like Megas. Yeah, I feel like but, that's like, but it didn't use up an item slot. And right. at the baseline, everyone could do it. And the, the difference for the Gigantamax ones was that they had a unique move. Right. You, you ended up getting a signature move out of it. But otherwise, otherwise everyone could do it. Right. Your stats didn't... The like, only stat the, that got boosted was your HP. Is it your HP? It was your HP, yeah. So, um, and the difference like between... A, it like doubled Dynam- your HP, I want to say. Or was it one and a half? I forget now. Did Gigantamax and Dynamax increase that HP by the same percentage? I think so. It, it was just whether or not you had a special form when you Dynamaxed. And whether or not you had, like, a unique move. Like, Lapras's unique move was insane. Yo, Lapras, when it Gigantamaxed, just looks insane. It gets, like, a whole musical aura s- aura around it. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. It was kind of cool that they took the two parts of Lapras's like, uniqueness... Which is like the whole it can make the veil the or, or like the aurora veil, right? And it can sing to knock things to sleep. And they were like, "What if we just put those things together?" That was, that was cool. But yeah, I think terrestrialize. 
as a mechanic, I think better. I wish that there was some like individuality and that the animations didn't take half an eon. Right. But the the gameplay is good. Yeah, no. Uh the game definitely is a little bit slower than previous entries of Pokemon, but again, that's uh in part due to a lot of uh just like unskippable things. You can't turn battle animations off in this game. You can't uh change battle mode to set in this game. So there's a couple of like quality of life things that should exist as options but for some inexplicable reason don't exist there are knobs and sliders that they should have that they don't right like knobs and sliders that were in previous games correct that are just not here for really no good reason because it really doesn't hurt accessibility to the game by having these sliders uh i question the the degree to which they could really truly make this game accessible though by nature of it being as open as it is Oh, I mean, you know, you you lose, for example, you lose basically the entire uh, blind community. Right. That's just the the unfortunate nature. I think I saw Ross talk about this. Yeah. So uh, one of our friends, uh, Ross Miner, he uh, he's a blind gamer and loves Pokemon. And you know, one of the cool things about Pokemon when it was still on like the grid based. Uh, movement system and even to slightly a lesser extent you know generation seven you would be able to walk around and your character would make noises when they bumped into walls and using those wall bump noises you'd be able to navigate throughout the game and you know successfully play the game uh even without sight and that just doesn't exist anymore which to be fair like that's you know that's your that's your double-edged sword for making a fully 3D game. And, you know, it, it, yeah. on balance, I would say it, it's it's not a bad thing that Nintendo is branching into this open-world concept for Pokemon. It, it is really just the next logical step for expanding gameplay. But it is unfortunate that you, you do lose some people along the way. You know, and, and Pokemon Legends is... Arceus was uh, more of the same with that as well, where... You know, Pokemon Legends Arceus was not an open world game, but the areas were large enough where it definitely was open area at the very least. Yeah, it was it was trying to be open world, but with loading zones. I still don't understand why Megazosa has its own special loading zone. Makes no sense to me. The like inside the school, inside the city. It's the only place in the game where. You have to load into it. Um, there, everywhere. there are a couple of other places that have cutscenes. What do you mean? You have the... Oh, what is it called? Carafa? Caraf- what is uh, it called? But when you go into the city, uh, just exploring the city, not being held back with any story elements, you can fully openly explore it. Yeah, but the elevator things... That is just a mechanic when you interact with the elevator. You can just jump off or climb the walls, and you don't have to... I guess that's fair. ...wait for anything there. Is that really the only place? Uh, that and Area Z- It's Megazosa and Area Zero are the only two places that uh, have a completely separate load-in. Area Zero makes sense because it's basically loading an entirely new map. 
Inside the school makes sense too, but the city, the city confuses me. Yeah, but right, it's Megazosa as a city that uh, you cannot, like if you're in Megazosa and you try to jump over a wall to get into the water around the city, uh, it does create a loading screen. Huh. Yeah, most, I would argue that most players don't notice it because you get the ability to fast travel real quick and most people to get into Megazosa just fast travel. There's a, actually, now that you say that, there are a couple of spots I don't think I fully explored around there because I just fast travel everywhere now. Right, right. Uh, I mean, There's a, a ramp that goes into the river that I'm thinking of. I don't think I ever went back there. You're going to have to go check it out. There's probably a, a potion. Have to. A, a potion. Oh, yeah, maybe that, even that a, a whole potion. Maybe like TM for, I don't know, helping hand. It's just chilling there. Wow. <laughs> Water gun. Like really one of the Grass one of the heavy knot. hitters. Ooh, listen, Grass Knot's at least viable. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not really. When energy ball and seed bomb exist. So a couple other things I wanted to mention about the game. Yeah. Real quick. Uh one, the music's an absolute banger festival. It is Oh yeah. Toby Fox. That's all you need to know. Chef's kiss, baby. The the music in the, the opening area the the final battle music and you know most of the songs in between whether toby touched them or not the soundtrack of this game is definitely one of its strongest uh aspects yep it, it it's just fantastic the the terror raid battles which we'll talk they're about great. in a sec uh, they're glitchy but they're great the music for terror raids is amazing so incredible it it's I mean, it had to be, right? Because it's the, the one thing that players, basically, once you beat the game, it's the one doing. thing you do after the fact is you're doing these terror raids because they give you items that are exclusive to the terror raids or uh, cost a lot of money. So you're, oh, you're grinding those. Yeah. Oh, the Herba Mystica, baby. <laughs> Listen, yeah, those Herba Mystica those. are important because what's what are you using those Herba Mystica for? Uh, egg farming and shiny hunting and things. It's hunting. It, it, it's, if you're hunting for a thing, basically, it's, it's almost exclusively shiny hunting, uh, and that's one thing that this game opens up uh, more wide than just about any game prior. Uh, Pokemon have these really unique Pokemon that exist um, that basically are a Normal Pokemon in every other way, except that their color is a little bit different. Uh, and traditionally, you have about a 1 in 4,000 chance of encountering a what's called a shiny Pokemon. And this game, because you're encountering Pokemon at such a high clip, you know, the, with the numbers being the same, your odds of encountering shiny Pokemon feel a little higher. And you can use Herba Mystica. Well, it's not even that they feel higher. It's just that... I mean, by the, you, by the numbers, you just are seeing more Pokemon. The frequency per Pokemon may be the same, but you see so many more Pokemon, like you said, that the probability skyrockets. Right. Over the course of uh, a normal playthrough in, you know, older Pokemon games that had, you know, random encounters... You're probably only encountering, you know, four to five hundred Pokemon max in a playthrough. Like, like realistically. 
Right. There were I had only ever encountered one shiny Pokemon that was not the Lake of uh, Lake of Rage Gyarados before this before um Legends Arceus. Yeah. And then I Legends mean, Arceus was like, hey, we're gonna up the shiny stuff. And, and Legends then with Arceus this, they were like, let's keep that trend going. Legends Arceus, I think, uh made it the easiest. Legends Arceus um, not only would a Pokemon appear shiny while you're exploring, but, but they, they would also a, like a, a cue to know that there was there would one. be uh, both a visual and an audio cue where you'd see stars form around the Pokemon and you'd hear a little jingle. Those don't exist in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I know a lot of people who played Arceus um, and then played Violet are like, "Hey, yeah, like, I wish they brought that back." Um, but I also think two different teams worked on the games so and if they the two games clearly run on two different engines yeah so i yeah I there don't are some think graphical a, things that would be better about scarlet violet otherwise yeah it, it's it's not a one-to-one copy and paste at all which is fine i'd rather have a dedicated team for the legends series if it becomes a series it better become a series. That game was too good to not be a series. I mean, Pokemon Legends... I like Pokemon Legends, I think, more than I liked Pokemon Scarlet and Violet at the end of the day. But they're they're both entirely incredible. You know, uh, Matt and I on stream a couple of weeks ago talked about our favorite games of 2022. And, you know... Yeah, those were the two best. The, the top two games were Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I think I had Legends Arceus ranked just above... And I think Matt had Scarlet and Violet ranked just above. Yeah, but just barely. I, uh, but those, like those two games, I have not been engrossed in anything like those two games in a long, yeah. long time. Uh, I'll tell you this: I have over two hundred and fifty hours in uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I think I'm sitting at about three hundred hours in Arceus as well. The, uh, the games are just that good. And they are two of the best games on the Switch. I mean, it if. If it's you like have... those, Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's wow. that's what. Yeah, literally it. No yep. love for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Are you kidding me? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a Wii game. Wii U game. Absolutely ridiculous. No love for Fire Emblem Three Houses, as it should be. That was your list. Oh, no, I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is not, to me, it is not on the same level as those four other games. That's fair. That's fair. And I like Fire Emblem. I I played through Fire Emblem. I beat that story. I went back and played another story, too. Ooh, I got one. I got one yeah. that I would put on that list. Yep. Octopath Traveler. It's not an exclusive anymore, but at the time... I would say it's just, it's just a little underneath it. And Octopath Traveler is one of my favorite games. Uh, the the game is incredible, and the fact that there's a sequel coming out. Oh, we're gonna be uh, talking about that in the future. That's oh, sure. you already know. You already know. Uh, I I sent Matt the master list of games that we've talked about so far, and games that we still have to talk about. And oh man, uh, we got some we got some juicy juicy topics for the future. We even have some topics for the future that are not any one game specific they're like video game adjacent yeah they're 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 more about video gaming as a culture or like parts of video gaming culture as as opposed to just a single game uh so 
uh, really, really excited to, to excited move on. Excited for those. Those are going to be interesting. Those are like meta topics. So I have one parting question for you for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, unless you have some more things you want to add to the to the conversation for now. What you got? What's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, Clodsire. Easy. Pooper. Paldy and Wooper. Into Clodsire. Clodsire. Best combo. Clodsire's so good. I love Clodsire. So, so, so so good. I just, I really like Salamanders. Axolotls are my favorite animal. And the fact that they were like, Wooper needs a new variant. I did, I hated Paldy and Wooper when I first saw it. I was like offended. I was like, how dare you do this to Wooper? And then I watched it walk around in the environment and I was like, I was wrong. Give Wooper a chance. Oh, I love it. It's, it's so good. I, I think my favorite Pokemon is the Pokemon that literally got so mad that it died. Um, and is has <laughs> vowed vengeance on life itself. Annihilate uh, yes, is Annihilate next is. on my list right after that. Anni- I loved Primeape. I thought Primeape was so cool, but it always sucked. It was terrible, but Annihilate, Annihilate is sick. is one of the most raw Pokemon that Nintendo or Game Freak has had the audacity to create. And it oh is, my gosh. It, it literally just, flexes and rages while it does Rage Fist. It's so like, mad. You literally it's, get to see the veins. It's, oh, it's so Its good. signature it's move is called Rage Fist that literally just gets more powerful as you attack it. it yeah, is, the more times it gets hit, the stronger the move gets. I it's have one so last brutal. Pokemon to add to the list, though. Yeah. Uh, Toadscroll. Toadscroll's an interesting Pokemon. Uh, it's a Pokemon I that love, I think... I love watching Toadscroll run. It's the goofiest thing. It is a, a mobile mushroom, and I love it. And and it's, it is accurate to its source. That's That's true. They did a really good job with it, and I was, like, shocked. I'll say this. Uh, they really switched things up a little bit in this game. Uh, starting in Generation 7, they uh, an- introduced regional form Pokemon where, you know, the Pokemon's name would just become, you know, the region. Alolan whatever. Yeah, so for Alola, it'd be like Alolan Muck. Uh, you know, for Galar, it'd be Galarian Weezing. But for this game, they... They introduced not only regional variants, but... Parallel evolution. Yeah, parallel evolutions, which... I mean, I I understand why they did it. I don't, honestly. Well, it gives you more control over the types. They, they also wanted to, like, have Diglett in the game, but then also Wiglet. Yeah... I guess that's true. I hadn't thought of that. It gives you the ability to have both in the same. I mean, you could, you could still have both in the same game. You could it's have true. you could have Diglett and Wiglet as right. just like you could just make them different forms. There's three different Tauros. It's true, and they're different. Their types are different, but they're all Tauros. Right. So you could have like Beach Diglett and. But those Diglett. Tauros are Paldean Tauros. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're regional variants. Uh, Wooper yeah. is also a regional variant. Yeah. Uh, but then you have uh, Wiglet and Toad Wugtrio. Can we agree that Wugtrio is one of the worst names ever in Pokemon? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the worst Pokemon in Pokemon. I I wanted I, to love I like it more. Wiglet. I like Wiglet. I think Wugtrio is... Like, Wiglet, Wiglet is, may be they one just, of the they worst. They dropped the ball. Wiglet may just be one of the worst Pokemon uh 
that exists. Just oh, uh, we're gonna disagree on that one. Well, here's here's the thing. I what trio I'm on board with? I was really disappointed when it evolved. I was like, I, no, go back. <laughs> no, I yeah, no, Jesus. Um, I like its signature move that triple hit, but the Pokemon's just such a janky Pokemon that I don't like it. It, it doesn't make sense. It's it's like let's just copy and paste Doug Trio's Pokemon. Uh, Doug Trio, but make it po- make less sense. Right, like they're like let's make it worse. Like it, yeah. somehow it's worse than Doug Trio, and I don't like that. Yeah, mistakes made. Yeah, next, just be better. Um, DLC will be coming out probably at the end of the year. Um, there's a large mass in the game that is undefined and inaccessible. And, I mean, what else could it be than DLC planned for the future? Uh, TBD on whatever that becomes. But for now, we got a seven-star Greninja Terror Raid where you and up to three of your friends can work together to fight a boss Pokemon and uh, potentially catch it. Yeah, any other final thoughts on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? I love the game. It is the only Pokemon ever that I have wanted to actually complete the Pokedex. I have never, ever wanted to do that. And now I do. Yeah, I feel no, like that's enough. That's that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I this is you know before this and Legends Arceus, the last time I completed even the regional decks was probably in Pokemon Platinum uh, back in whenever that came out. What like two thousand six or whatever? Yeah, it's around there, give or take. Uh, yeah, that was probably the last time I completed a regional dex. Um, I've never... The only time I've completed a national dex is in uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Mm, maybe Gold and Silver. Maybe Gold and Silver, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you got me beat there. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, available on the Nintendo Switch. If you have a Nintendo Switch, this is a must-play. Uh, if you ever... If you ever heard of a Pokemon, you should play the dang game. Check it out. Oh, we can be honest. If they're listening right now, they probably have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the game's a banger. Just agree with us. Uh, go on Twitter.com slash Games of Our Pod and just tell us how much you love Pokemon because it's so good. And uh, you'll trick us into thinking that y'all are listening all the way through this podcast, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and tip of the hat to you listeners who've made it this far so far. We call that a a forced segue. It's time for tip of the hat, wag of the finger. And I'm going to open with a quick tip of the hat because uh, dibsies. Yeah, go for it. Tip of the hat to you, Matt, for being here and uh, to the oh, show shucks. in general, uh, to season two of the games of our live. Ghoul Squad continues. Teen Ghoul Squad. Teen Ghoul Squad. I'm cheerleader. Who do you want to be of the Teen Ghoul Squad? Probably What's-Her-Face. I I guess that leaves uh, Tony as so-and-so, and and then... We'll pass on the ugly one. Listen, we we probably rotate between the three of us. The ugly one! Uh, uh, Listen, I've been the ugly one plenty of times. Wag of the finger to me, my past self, for being the ugly one sometimes. It do happen, though. (laughs) Matt, do you have a tip of the hat? To kick us off. I have I have uh AGDQ. Hey. So GDQ. there was a runner at it. He was running Super Mario Galaxy 2 and he beat his own world record live at AGDQ. 
Oh, that's sick. You don't 80,000 oh, people were watching. I feel like you don't always see people like set world records no, at No, you very rarely do. Because very, it's a live event. Because they event. intentionally make it a safer run. So they'll do things like save the game in places that they would normally just skip. Right. Um, because you're better off losing five minutes of time and keeping it within your estimate. They managed to beat uh, Galaxy 2 in 2 hours, 54 minutes, and 51.33 seconds. That's two seconds faster than their previous record. Wow. Which is crazy. And at said AGDQ, they raised... Do you, do you know how much they raised? At least $12. $2.6 million for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Sheesh! Oh my gosh, that's incredible. It is. It's insane. Um, that's, that's wild. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Yeah, no, GG's to, to you folks at... Uh, AGDQ. At AD, AGDQ, man. It's, that's Awesome games crazy. done quick. Yeah, and uh, awesome money raised big hype let's go yep yeah insane uh we do I, have some oh sorry yeah I, a... I i have a tip of the hat as okay. well so i got a tip of the hat to the nintendo company for uh just like a good on you mate uh nintendo switch was uh 2022's best-selling game console in the united states uh and that's if impressive considering this is year five or six six uh we I think are in March it'll be six uh yeah we are finishing year f- are we finishing year six 17 18 19 20 21 22 we are finishing year six year seven starts in oh my March gosh. the switch has been wow. out for seven years isn't that freaking crazy that is wild like that's and uh as of Let's see. I mean, it, it already is Nintendo's best-selling home console ever. The Switch is, it, is just is wild. It, is it just the best-selling console ever? Uh, no. What beats it? PlayStation 1? I think PS2. PS2? PS2, and I want to say possibly the Xbox 360. Yeah, those two are pretty ubiquitous. They were everywhere. But, um, yeah, good on the Switch, man. The idea that I never thought would be possible after watching the original trailer for it, I was like, there's no way this is real. Yeah, I, I think... And then it was. I think PS4 actually edges out the Switch as well. But um, but PS2... I, I Switch could get there. Switch could absolutely get there. Um, it's also doing this with one version. Well, I shouldn't say that. The OLED exists and the light exists. And the exists. Switch Lite exists. I but mean, there's no, like... There's no, like pro right right i i mean like i guess people could consider the oled the pro version of the game for now it's got the same processor yeah but it's the the sexy version of the switch that is true and and the screen size difference matters and i know you can make whatever jokes you want hey oh have have fun with it phrasing uh i do have some wagging Oh, shoot. All right, wag away. Okay, so, man, I wanted to tell you this earlier, but I'm happy that you're going to be surprised about it now. Yeah. Speaking of The Last of Us, the director of The Last of Us called for unionization after not being credited by HBO. The director? The director of the game, Last of Us. Oh. The game's co-director, Bruce Straley, was not credited by HBO for the show. How? What? 
Like, how do you mess that up? How do you drop? How do you fumble that bag? Great question. So hard. I wish I could tell you, but they did not reference the creators of Last of Us in the credits for the show. That's so embarrassing. That's like, man, that makes me kind of not want to watch The Last of Us on HBO now. Oh, I, I still think it's worth watching. I also think it's worth yelling at HBO. Man, what a... What a bummer. And I've got one other uh, wag of the finger. Yeah, drop Wh- another wag for us. Wizards of the Coast. A, I mean, they have a long-standing wag on oh, this uh, channel. I could do an entire episode on all the things that I think are so bad about Hasbro because what, they own Wizards of the Coast. What has Watka done Watsy lately? decided that... So did you hear about the the ogl it's like the the license change the license system they have for dungeons and dragons where like companies can basically build your own dungeons and dragons so there's a bunch of other games that are basically just dungeons and dragons variants okay um but they're like licensed you know they're allowed watsy internally proposed amendments to that that would basically destroy the entire community and what? they accidentally let that slip. It wasn't supposed to be a thing that people found out about. So people like complained and that their response was at first just no response. Then they got 10,000 complaints. Uh like more honestly, but that's like it says at least 10,000 complaints. And then they they realized that people were upset because the smaller studios who keep D running basically we're like right. we will have to pay all these royalties and we'll have no like power over making our own like mods for it so they put out a statement that says it was never our intent to impact the vast majority of the community however it's clear from the reaction that we rolled a one wow you can't just say it. that's like so tone deaf yeah and even like trying to make the like the D and D pun at the end, they were probably like, "Oh, you know what? They're gonna. It'll feel like, you know what? My bad, buddy. I'm you sorry." Can't, but you no can't, one looks at them as buddy. You can't be like a multi-million dollar company and then like, "Hello, fellow kid." Um, right. They were walking in with their skateboard, looking like they were seventy. Like, like, come on, man! It like, was if, just. It if, was. If it we was were bad. watching Monday Night Football on ESPN, this would be number one on Boogers. Come on, man! Yeah, it was it was is bad, and like, there's more to it than just that. It got <laughs> there's even more afterwards, but that's I think that's where it can close for for now. Yeah, uh, wag of the finger to yeah, Wizards of the Coast, uh, colloquially here, uh, Watsy, for just yeah. being. This at, is after a whole year of making mistakes with Magic products, God, so it's just what like a, get get your ish together. What a shambolic company. Got you got any other wags? Do I have any other wags? Yeah, I, I do have wags, and this one's going to hurt your soul because I already kind of talked about it earlier, and I, you already know what it is. We already talked about it a little bit the other day, um, but I still need to bring it up because it needs to be said out loud uh, as much as it's going to hurt people's feelings. For those who are playing Pokemon and are a big fan of doing the terror raids, Azumarill... Azumarill is not the answer to every terror raid. Belly I mean, that's drum- just true. Belly drumming 
is a high risk situation and you should not assume that your part your uh, fellow teammates are going to have your back just go in the only person that you can look out for is yourself unless you have a teammate who is there to help you and you know for a fact that someone's got your back don't go into an amungus raid oh that was just bad choice with an azumarill because listen i it's tough in these streets it may be your only level 100 pokemon and i'd rather you bring any level 100 pokemon into a terror raid than like a level 60 good matchup because you're still going to get absolutely shriggity shrekt but like there's a website out there called terrastal.net that you can literally plug in any of the information of any terror raid that you've got it's going to spit Except out the greninja raid yeah, well, because it's not there yet. It's not there it yet, right? Um, and is it there yet? Ah, uh, it. Jeez, I don't know. Let's see. Terrastal.net. Nope. Are there any other water dark Pokemon right now? Oh, Greninja out. is on Terrastal. What? Yep. Uh, so I just clicked on filter search by type, clicked water and dark, and Greninja pops up on the thing. Saying that steel and dark are the best. Oh, it is there. Are the best matchups here, which it's does. It's not by name though. I tried searching for Greninja and it wasn't there. Which, let's be real, King Gambit, the homie, might be a good Pokemon for this uh, this matchup. I mean, Thunder Wave is going to be real good against it. it. It's nice to have four resistances and two immunities. I mean, you're still going to get hit pretty hard by Water type moves. It is primarily a special attacker, which I did not realize. Uh, I really thought Greninja was more of a, a physical, physical attacker, attacker, but it's kind of like a nope. split a split situation, which... No, nah, his spec attack stat was higher. And the Water Shuriken like, was a, a special move. Right. Did he have Water Technician? Sh- it didn't have Technician, did it? No, but Water Shuriken, if I'm not mistaken, acts very similar to... Uh, Bullet Seed? Uh, no, not Bullet Seed. What's the bug type move? Uh, is it Fury Swipe? Where it just gets stronger with each That's use? Fury Cutter. Or Fury Cutter. Oh, no, it, it's a uh, it's a priority move that... Oh, it, it hits two to five times. Yeah, I thought it was Priority Bullet Seed. Uh, it's Priority Bullet Seed. That is exactly what it is. Uh, and... Good move is good. I guess it has a high crit chance as well okay so i guess that's the fix for it because like the strat with uh my breloom is loaded dice spore and then bullet seed yeah I, i'm excited for it i think it's going to be a lot of fun you know speaking of this you know we, we've obviously been talking a lot about pokemon today you know last segment that we like to wrap up the show with is uh talking about what games we've been playing this week and i feel like it's fair to say that the two of us uh, just as an automatic, have both been playing a lot of Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet uh, yep. this past week. I got week. the Ruinous Pokemon. Hey, you got to be now close I'm... to getting that dex filled then. Uh, we're around 300 caught. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. What is, it's 400 total for the dex, I believe. Oh, nice. So Yeah, I'm you, almost there. You're schmoovin'. You are absolutely schmoovin'. Uh, what other games besides Pokemon have you been playing this week? Little Gator Game. Ooh, LGG. Game made me cry. 
And just brief synopsis on Little Gator Game. Imagine if you were playing Breath of the Wild and there was literally no consequence for anything. Like, there is... You can't die. You Your stuff doesn't break. Otherwise, it's just like silly Breath of the Wild, but with a really strong story behind it. The uh, premise of the game is that you're a little gator and you're trying to like make this really awesome like hero's quest like basically role play game so that you can convince your sister who's home for like break from school to stop working on her work for school and to play with you and play the game you used to play with her which is like hero's adventure or whatever so like you round up the kids to try and build this awesome like village thing at the playground so you have to run around the island and find your friends and ha- have them help you out. You do quests for them and stuff. It's really fun. It's a short game. It takes like four to six hours if you're trying to 100% it. I am 100% going to play this game uh, by the time we next record for this podcast. Uh, you've oh, talked it up. It's a quick play. You've it's talked so it good. up so much that I, I just can't. I, I can't help I myself. I might learn how to speed run the game because I love the game so much. I mean, it's it's a 3D platformer that looks like it combines uh, a short hike, which was another uh, indie banger yep. from a yep. couple years back, uh, with Breath of the Wild, and frankly, it's right up my alley. I I love to see it, so I'm excited to try it out. It's a fun game. Uh, as far as games that I'm playing, the only other game that I've really been playing, I've really been uh, digging deep into Pokemon, but I did uh, embark on a journey on my Twitch channel. This week, I decided I wanted to play through every single Donkey Kong Country game on stream. So, we began the marathon on Thursday. We beat Donkey Kong Country 1. We are smack dab in the middle of Donkey Kong Country 2. And the plan is to continue through with DKC3, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze with a little ukulele at the end there so oh thank god i was i wasn't gonna ask oh it, ukulele st- and the impossible lair is the spiritual sequel to uh tropical oh, freeze okay. in my heart okay i mean literally david wise is in all six of those games how could you yep how could you not play them david wise one of the goaded uh video game composers oh he's just yeah easy maybe, maybe the goaded in my heart yeah honestly I think it's for me. It's probably it's, him and Toby Fox. I, him, Toby, and uh, Yoko Shimomura, man, the three. Oh, of them. You're, you know what? You're right. Those three are the, like the holy trinity of composers for video games. Yeah, like God I know too. that there are other ones that are amazing. Listen, we love you, Koji. Not to take anything away from the wonderful Koji Kondo and uh, you know the the countless other. Who's the composer for Golden Sun? The composer of Golden Sun also did some other games that were like absolutely amazing. Let's see, uh, Motoi Sakuraba. Sakuraba, yeah. Did the Tales series, Star yep. Ocean, uh, Golden Sun, and Dark Souls. Yeah, amazing. That's that's pretty good. That's, that's a wide range. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not bad at all. Also, did a little uh, did the Team Flare battle theme for uh, Pokemon X and Y. Really? Yeah, ain't that something? Huh. Yeah, let's see. His most recent game that has come out that I would say is a big a big title. He did uh Tales of Arise. Yep. And uh Mario Golf Super Rush. 
Yep. Yeah, he was one of the Camelot guys for a while. I think he's still a Camelot guy. <clears throat> yeah. And you can hear it, too. Like, if you close your eyes and you listen to Golden Sun music and then you listen to Mario Tennis music, you're like, those are the same. Yeah, yeah. They really, they're right there. Yeah, prog rock. But, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Um, and I think that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Uh, Matt, I want to thank you again so much for joining the show as the new co-host. So excited to, to talk more gaming with you. Thankful to be here. It feels, it feels good. It really does. Little pull back of the curtain. Uh, Matt and I usually have a phone call about once a week or once every two weeks. That literally is just what you listened to for yep. the last two hours. And uh, Yeah, this was a bit of a long one, I'm sure, but... Hey, like here's to here's to plenty more that are just like this. Oh, I look forward to it. I want to thank you, the listeners, for for listening to the show. Uh, really appreciate any feedback that we get, either on iTunes, Spotify, uh, or on uh, Twitter, or even YouTube. And uh, it, it really means a lot to the show to to get those ratings and uh, you know thoughts from you guys. And uh, listen, if you. If you want to follow Matt on social media, you can find him on YouTube and Twitter at Battleon, B-A-T-T-L-E-X-O-N. If you need help in a video game, there's a chance that Matt posted some sort of tutorial uh, about it uh, on his YouTube channel. Yeah, did it bother me enough to make a video is basically how that works. He literally will hate post uh, a puzzle that annoys him. How-to instructions. Wow, this level was dumb in Splatoon. You know what? I feel like other people struggled with it. Here's a video on how to do it. Wow, this thing should be easier in Pokemon. Here's how you do it. And uh, if you want to follow the show, you can follow the show at Games of Our Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. And uh, if you want to follow me, Bill the Fajita, you can find me at Bill the Fajita on uh, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as the TikTok. Um, I want to thank you all again for listening, and any any last words, Matt? Oh, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing more in the future. Well, have a wonderful night, everybody, and we will catch you all next time where we're going to talk about Joe and Max's <laughs> video game? Just kidding. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be awesome. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time.
That, that was pretty good. Ooh, you know what I'm drinking right now that's quite delicious? What's that? Uh, I don't know if you've ever had this before because it's new to me. It is Coca-Cola with coffee in it. It's like a... I've like a seen those, up. and I can't yeah. bring myself to try it. I'm going to be honest with you. It slaps. Straight up. See, I'm, um, afraid, of, I'm afraid of getting slapped, Bill. <clears throat> listen, it's... Sometimes it's okay to get slapped, all right? And when this Coca-Cola slaps me in the mouth the way it does, and really the beans uh, tickle the taste buds, it it really uh, really lets you know that it's doing its business. <laughs> you can't say what you just said. I, I don't know what to, you're talking about. I want you to pause and think about how you finish that sentence. All I'm saying is that I endorse Coca-Cola with coffee, uh, dark blend specifically. Oh, it just keeps getting worse. You just said it did its business in your mouth, and you're going with a dark blend, Bill. Oh, boy. I think we should get started before we end up in any more dangerous territory. Oh, it's only going to get worse from here. Don't you worry. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, here's to a fantastic episode. Um, I'm going to just emulate Tony's intro because I don't know what he's gonna even send us. But I'm just gonna like make one up on the fly, and that'll be our lead-in. Um, and that's that's how we're going to do it. Excited to hear this one. All right, I I didn't even write one down. I'm just gonna make it up as we go. So beautiful. Oh boy, no pressure. Sheesh. All right. <clears throat> like joining a six star terror raid, only to be greeted with two azumeros and two iron hands. So are the games of our lives. Belly drum into OKO is the ultimate combo. And these are the games of our lives.